You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are answering your questions. You've emailed me. I have a lot of questions that have been coming in, and I'm so excited to be able to answer your questions. Just know that I don't always do question answer podcasts, but I definitely do them, and I do them at least a couple times a month. So if you have a question that you've emailed in, of course, it might take a few weeks for me to get to it, but sometimes I just really love these and I just go through all the questions. So you never know, but just keep downloading, listening to the episodes. So eventually your question will be answered, just like it is today, where I'm answering Chris's question, Dylan's question, Dan's question, and maybe another one. So we'll see what happens. Some updates on my end. Well, spring is finally around the corner. I guess we're in it. I'm in Chicago, so sometimes it feels like you're in it, but sometimes it just feels like you're back in winter. It likes to tease you like that. So I think what I'm going to be doing soon here is going to Mexico for a couple of weeks where I can just do work from there. So I just want to be somewhere where it's finally warm, which is funny. You might be thinking, well, trip isn't going to be just warm in April. Isn't that going to happen for you? Why you got to leave? But listen, I want guaranteed warmth. That's what I want. I want guaranteed warmth for two weeks. And the thing is, is I'm going to be working there. So the lady and I are going to head over there for a couple of weeks in April, right after my birthday. And we are going to just be able to work and live in a place that is warm. So yes, I'll still be doing podcasts. I'll still be doing my coaching calls. I'll still be releasing YouTube videos, all the same things, but somewhere nice. I wonder if that's something that you could do if you are virtual. I feel like since the pandemic, there's been a lot of people who have been able to take their work virtual. Of course, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who also lost their jobs, but definitely a big bonus when you can work from a computer. You know, it's funny too, because I remember I took advantage of this big time when I was in Southeast Asia in 2017 slash 2018 for four months. And it was definitely a fun time, but it's not sustainable to be traveling all the time and running a business. Really, at the end of the day, if you want to make a business successful, if you want to be really working hard at your goals and your missions, it is better to be in a routine. And I found that after that trip, hunkering down in Chicago and getting a place here and getting into a routine where I was settled, I was able to produce a lot more content, do a lot more coaching, and just continue to build trip advice and the mission that it has because I've been able to just be in a place where I can get things done. But bipping and bopping around is fun, but it's not always everything. That's why I'm only going to Mexico for a couple of weeks and not going to be traveling all over the place, just getting an Airbnb for a couple of weeks and then coming back here to Chicago and continuing doing what I do. It's interesting too. People, they do really idolize the whole working virtually, working from a coffee shop, working from a computer. And here's the thing, no matter what you hear from some of these ads, like you see ads on YouTube of people like, yeah, bust the nine to five, only work four hours per week. 
work from a computer, make millions of dollars. I mean, you could make a lot of money working from a computer and working virtually. But the idea here is you are not going to be working four hours a week, my friend. Oh, no, you're not. I mean, even me, I'm working at least at least 50 to 60 hours a week, maybe even more. It's funny though, it doesn't seem like work because I really enjoy what I do, but I don't have too many stretches of periods where I'm not doing work. I think maybe my only day that I truly take off is a Sunday. And I'm still doing coaching calls all morning on Saturday. But even I have clients that I have text me. So there's clients that I have that text me and ask me questions and I don't give them a a limit. I say, you can text me whenever you want, as much as you want. So I'm still even working on Sunday. And I'm not complaining. Like I said, I like it. I like being there for the guys. I like doing what I do. And just know that if if you want to be someone who wants to you know, do really well in their career, but only work a few hours a week, it's not realistic. My advice to you, pick something that you really love. Pick something that you really love. Then it doesn't feel like work. So whether you're working virtually or you're working at a desk, whether you're working for someone else, it's fine. People really also, they put down this idea of working for someone else. Like it's this terrible thing, you know, like, oh no, you, it's cooler to be an entrepreneur and start a business. I hear that. It's like, no, not everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur or build a business. If you're doing good work and you work for someone else, that's fine. You know, there's that one saying, it's like, do you want to be working for someone else's dream or do you want to be creating your dream? Well, maybe your dream is to bring in a nice salary working for a company that's on a mission that you enjoy. There is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and, and climbing that people, you know, have negative connotation of climbing the corporate ladder. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think that as long as you love what you do and you're making a really good salary to support your lifestyle and maybe a potential lifestyle where you have a family one day and kids, there is absolutely nothing wrong with working for someone else. So I digress. Just wanted to bring up some interesting stuff today. Let's talk to Chris. He's got a question here. And just so you know, I, I never read these questions beforehand. I have a guy who works for me. His name is Joe. He's amazing. Some of you maybe know who he is because you email in questions or email any kind of tech support and he's there for you. Joe is kind of the customer service all around kind of guy. And he's awesome. Hi, Joe. I know you listen to this. And he vets these and he picks out the questions he thinks are going to be great for me to answer. And then I don't read them. So as I read them right now, I'm hearing it for the first time. There is no prep. I just like to be able to answer these questions off the cuff. And don't worry, it's not going to be a watered down answer because that's the reason. There are some times in the middle of a question where I do stop and pause and think about it if there's something I need to say. But I just like to be able to go into it with a fresh eye as if you're right in front of me. Okay, let's go into it. Here's Chris. He says, Hi, Trip. Looking for some help with the following, please. After a great first drinks date that went for nearly six hours, I thought I was onto a good thing. However, due to her busy work schedule, a few hours of driving distance between us and her. Ooh, that's where it looks like it's going to get rough here. He says, however, due to her busy work schedule, a few hours of driving distance between us, a few hours, that's a lot. 
and her admission that she's not much of a texter, things slowly faded out. I don't doubt it. Okay, continue. He says, I made a few attempts to go on another date and she declined saying that she wasn't in the headspace for something right now. Semi-recent breakup plus career change. It's a pretty bleak picture, but is there a good approach to leave this for a few weeks or even months and then try again? I have other dates and I'm not going to sit around waiting for this slim chance, but if I'm still single down the line, it'd be great to see where this could go. She made quite the impression. Any advice is appreciated. Thanks, Chris. Okay, first things first. When you say that last line, like she made quite the impression, all I hear is scarcity mindset. Okay, scarcity mindset. This one made quite the impression, even though she lives a few hours away, even though she just went through a recent breakup, red flag, like I always say, even though she isn't showing interest, yet she still made quite the impression. I mean, I, I appreciate your positivity and your optimism, but let's look at the facts here and the reality, which is this. She's not interested. She lives far away and she has a red flag. To me, I want you, Chris, to have a harder filter. That's a weak filter. Right away, you should never have, a, have ever met up with her. I don't even know how you met with her. I'm guessing it's online, even though... Maybe you didn't because that's a, that's a long distance, a few hours of driving distance between you two. So that's the main thing here, Chris. Long distance, no go. So why she's not interested? I know why she's not interested. I know why. Well, maybe you didn't really build attraction on the first date. But I think also, well, no, that is it. You didn't build, if you built enough attraction, then maybe she would stick around even though it's long distance. But the long distance probably kills it for her. and amplifies the fact that you weren't able to build attraction on that first date or there wasn't a connection even though six hours does seem like a long time but not enough for her to want more but i don't care what she wants i don't give a shit what she wants i care what you want and i'm gonna force you (laughs) to not want her is my main point here no good but here's the thing by the way I tell you not to go for women who have been through a recent breakup. The reason why I say that is because you're entering a little bit of drama. But here's the thing. Her saying to you, so here's here's a lesson here, guys. Her saying to you, well, I'm going through a big career change and I'm just going through a breakup, all those things. That's all bullshit. If you guys lived close to each other and you were able to build attraction, she'd be able to reverse engineer, or I should say even reverse rationalize why she should be with you. I call it backwards rationalizing. Meaning, she'll just make an excuse to be with you. But all these things are getting in the way here. So it's not the career change. It's not even the breakup. It's the fact that you didn't build attraction and you guys live far away. So she's saying to herself, hmm, is this really worth it? Eh, probably Probably not. So my advice is, do not go for this woman. And I don't want you to be sitting around, which you said you're not, which is great. But hear your language here. And I quote, for this slim chance, if I'm still single down the line, I'd like to see where it could go. You're basically admitting to yourself and reinforcing the belief that there's no other woman that's 
that's like her, that has a better situation, i.e. lives close to you. You should not live more than 45 minutes away. At the most, at the most of a drive. If you live somewhere, but you don't have a car, and she's 45 minutes away by train, for example, even that is pushing it. If it takes 45 minutes for you guys to meet, that is no good. Now, if you're saying, well, trip, I live in a town where that's just my only option. Well, then that's what you're going to have to deal with is this long distance situation or you move. And I highly recommend that you do move. Guys, you want the best chance of meeting a lot of women and finding a really good person? Move to a bigger city. That is going to be the way to go here. Move to a bigger city. More women, more options. So if that's a priority to you, please move. Chris, move on. Don't be thinking about this woman any longer. A few hours driving distance, no good. We done. All right, let's go to the next one. Greetings trip. I have a question about how to handle the current social dynamic when regarding trying to pick up women in the country I'm living in at the moment. I know where this is going. He says, I'm not sure if you're aware, but in the UK, the death of a young lady named Sarah Evergard has caused a nationwide outrage about sexual harassment and the behaviors of men towards women. I've seen various posts all over my social media feed from women stating that it is not okay to even lightly touch a woman, some people going as far to say to not even bother women in public, which makes me question how effective trying to meet new women will be. How do you handle trying to meet, flirt, and ultimately escalate with women if at the moment there is such a hostile atmosphere with interacting with women you do not know? One feminism seems to be scaring me away. Best wishes, Dylan. Oh man, I should really do a whole podcast about this, but here we are. We're on the podcast. Let's just go over it right now. Man, it, it, it fires me up. I heard about this because I have a client in the UK. So I have a client in the UK and he told me this. Literally, he had the same exact question. He goes, uh, Trip said, uh, there's uh, something going on here. We can't approach women in person anymore. Or there might be a curfew. I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? So that's what he texted me. And then we got on a phone call and he told me the whole situation. And I really had to digest this for, this, for a second. This is crazy. This is crazy. It really, this is where feminism is a disaster. It really is. You know, it's ruining it for all the good guys. It, it really is. I mean, we're talking about like a couple bad seeds here that just make it, what, bad for every guy? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So here's my thoughts. First of all, understand that when it comes to news these days, news... I think more than any time ever, I don't think this is, this is going to continue to happen. More than ever, current news is around for such a short time. There is a shelf life to everything news-wise. It's crazy. I think back to last year, what happened with the Black Lives Matter, the BLM movement. And it's crazy because it was, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. For, I want to say, I mean, this is a pretty big deal. So this is a big one that was around for, for two months. Maybe even a little bit less. 
And did you notice how it just started to fade? Like fall came around. You just never heard about it anymore. It's crazy. It's crazy. What I'm saying is it's crazy how news will just happen and then the world just moves on to the next thing. This is probably one of the reasons why it's really hard to keep these big movements going because news just gets old and people move on to the next thing. It's quite sad, actually. My point here is that even something like that that was so big last year that it seemed to start to die down, like you just didn't hear about it in the news as much anymore. Something that big. And then we talk about this, which is something really tiny, right? This kind of little thing. Not a lot of people know about it. A lot of people in the UK know about it. But this kind of small thing of like, okay, this one lady, sad, right? She died. I don't know the full story of it, but you're saying it was the death. I actually didn't know it was a death until now. So that is pretty sad. And so this happened. And now they're saying, okay, curfew on men. Men shouldn't talk to women. Men don't talk to women. So my point here is this is going to go away. Okay. So people are going to forget about this. Just like everything else. Give it a month. It's no longer going to be a thing. Again, unless something else happens. So, you know, COVID, of course, is still a big news story because this is so current and it's always, it's, we're still in the story. But this story is done with. So unless anything else happens again, it will have just have been an old article from something that happened. Again, sad because someone did die of this, but I'm just telling you, that's the reality of how news travels. So that's point one of don't worry, this is going to go away. Point two is you got to understand, none of you guys, the guys who follow my stuff, the guys who listen to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, the guys who listen and watch the YouTube channel, you're not that guy. I know you're not that. I talk to you every day. The guys interested in coaching or doing coaching, I talk to you all the time. I hear from you here on the podcast. I know you. I know you. I know the guys that listen to this. You're not that guy. So you're never going to do anything creepy. You're never going to do anything that's going to sexually harass a woman. You just, it's not in your blood. It's just not who you are. It's not you. You're the kind of guy who was like me many years ago, who like, you'll pull yourself back from it. You'll be too scared to even make a move. So I'm over here in trip advice going, no, 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 escalate, make a move, be assertive. Because it's hard for you to do it because you're scared of rejection. So here's the deal. It's not in your nature to do these things. So that's point two and don't worry about it. Point three is, okay, so it looks like there's some hardcore sensitivity right now around approaching, around escalating, around all that stuff. Here's the thing. There are still people who are successfully meeting women in person. So here's what I'm telling you to do. Don't touch her, which actually, that was my old advice. I've always had that advice. Don't touch a woman who you're just meeting during the day. You know, there's a rare exception if you're more advanced and you can kind of sense that it's okay, but don't worry about it. You don't need to touch a woman. You don't need to escalate physically when you first meet her. You can totally have a very friendly, not even super flirty, non-touchy conversation in public with a woman and still be able to successfully get her number and avoid any kind of issue with harassment. So I say, keep doing it. Maybe let's wait a month to let things die down a little bit since it's high sensitivity. But 
You wrote this March 13th. The recording date of this podcast is March 29th. The release of this podcast will be in about a week and a half from now. So we're looking at early April. So I think by the time you're actually hearing my voice say what I'm saying to you now, I think it's okay to continue to approach. Just easy on the touching, right? If they seem very uncomfortable, let her go. But just because there's an article about it, just because some women have said things or some social media about it, that doesn't mean all women feel that way. Because women still want to meet men and they still want to meet you. So I highly recommend that you keep on doing this. Just know your limits, which is what I just taught you now. Let's go to Dan. Hey, Trip, I have a routine where I go to a coffee shop almost every day, and there is a cute barista that works there. I asked for her number and eventually a date, and she seemed super into it. I gave her a hug as soon as I saw her, per your recommendations. Through the whole thing, I did my best to stay present, gave more eye contact than I'm used to, and generally just tried to connect with her. Basically, I tried to be myself in a more attractive way. All right, sounds good so far. Wondering where this is going. He continues and says, The thing is, from the moment the date started, she was already all over me. She initiated a lot of physical contact and was extremely flirtatious. She is game for meeting again, specifically for sex, which she was very clear about. It seems like I didn't have to do much to build attraction. I'm not used to meeting women like this. This seems out of character for women. What I want to know is, does this shit actually happen? Is it possible a quick date can put a woman in a place where she just wants to have sex with a guy she barely knows? Or is this a red flag? I don't want to presume she has ulterior motives or that she's fucking Looney Tunes, but frankly, I just don't know how to read the situation. All the best, Dan. Uh, Dan, hilarious, man. Um, <laughs> this is great. Okay. You know what's interesting here? It's funny that you are saying here that this is a woman who is just really into it this fast. Like, wow, I can't believe this happened. Dude, you made this happen. This is not a red flag. This is not a woman who, hmm, there might be something else going on here. I don't know. She's not like other women. No, man. You ended up meeting her. You got her number. You even said in the very beginning, quote, I asked her for a number and eventually a date and she seemed super into it. I think you're saying she seemed super into it when you asked her. So then you went ahead and did everything that I told you to do. You said I gave her a hug and you did your best to stay present. You gave more eye contact. You just tried to connect with her. I'm quoting you here. Quote again, basically, I tried to be myself in a more attractive way, unquote. Dude, yes, you did TED. Tension, entertainment, dominance. So you stayed present. To me, that's entertainment. You're having a good time in the moment that was happening in front of you. I see tension here. You gave eye contact. Also trying to connect with her. That's a kind of a mixture of tension and entertainment. And then dominance. You got her number. You went. You set up the date. You went for the hug. You set up the whole situation. You did TED. What happens when you do TED? Dan, what happens? This. She's into you. 
She's attracted to you. She sees you as a man who knows how to build attraction, who is a masculine man, and her emotions are going, ding, 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 this guy. I like this guy. So yeah, man, no, no ulterior motives, no fucking Looney Tunes. I mean, she could be Looney Tunes, but I'm not saying that that's the reason why she's doing what she's doing. This is what's going to happen from time to time. You're just going to really connect with the woman and you're going to do everything right and she's going to want you bad. So yeah, there's nothing wrong here. Listen, guys, this is not always going to happen. Okay? This is not always going to happen with the women that you meet. Obviously, right? Dan, you're going to have other situations. This won't happen again. That doesn't mean she's not attracted. It's just some women are going to just, boom, be in it. Be in it. It just, it's, it was there for her from beginning to end. Some women will move slower. It depends. All women move at a different pace. But you, being someone that is understanding how to build attraction, doing all the things that you know we talk about here on the podcast, this is going to get all women attracted to you. Okay, maybe not all women, but it's going to give you your best chance of having these women move at a faster pace because they like you, because you're not put in the friend zone, because they see you as a sexual entity, a sexual being. Okay, see what I'm saying here? You did it right, Dan. Congrats. Give yourself a pat on the back. See, what's funny here? It's like a guy gets results and as soon as it works, he goes right to putting it on her rather than himself. Thinking, like not giving yourself credit, not thinking that you're the man. How easy our self-esteem fluctuates when, when something good happens, we can't even give ourselves credit for it and make ourselves feel good instead. Oh no, she has to be crazy. She has to be a slut. She must have ulterior motives. I'm not, I'm not making fun of you, Dan. I'm just making a point here about this idea that we really need to work on our self-esteem and our confidence to such a degree that even when something good happens, we'll call it luck. Guys, don't call this luck. Look at it for what it is. Look at it what you did. Congratulations. Keep doing it, Dan. Keep doing it, man. Don't forget to, if you need help with this, a lot of guys are doing it on their own. Dan, sounds like you're doing it on your own, obviously. I know I don't work with you. You would have said something here. But if you need help in this area, I do provide coaching, which I've mentioned many times earlier. So coaching is something where we work on this every single week. I give you missions to be a doing approaches. I help you with making sure that you are flirting, helping you with tension, entertainment, and dominance and implementation plan of it, custom to you. So if you need help, go to coachedbytrip.com. Link is in the show notes where you can apply. You and I can work together. And it will be great because you'll know exactly what you're doing wrong. Exactly. Because I'm going to be able to pinpoint it So then that means you get results faster. Love to work with you. If you need help, coachedbytrip.com. We ain't done yet. Let's go to another one. Let's go to another one. Thought we'd only do three. I want to do four. This is from Anonymous. He writes, I'm currently a 20-year-old college student. 
I've been listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast for a few years now, and I've been trying to implement your advice. I met this amazing girl a couple of weeks ago through a matchmaking service. That's interesting. 20 years old, already using a matchmaking service. Okay, he says, we've gone on two dates now, and things have been amazing. Everything is flowing naturally. There's a lot of chemistry, and she checks all the boxes as far as compatibility. But we've had some problems communicating over text. Uh-oh. He says, I've taken your advice and only texted to set up dates, but she's been taking upwards of 30 hours to respond to text messages. If we hadn't had such a great time in person, I would assume that she wasn't interested and that she was ghosting me. Do you think this is a weird quirk or is something seriously off? I have a weird feeling about it, but then when we meet up, everything is great. I'm trying not to have one-itis, but I want this to work. It's not often I meet someone that I connect on every level with. Thanks for the great content and all you do, Anonymous. All right, Mr. Anonymous. So do I think this is a weird quirk? Well, 30 hours is quite a long time. So I have to say, it's it's interesting. I think her interest is there because she's meeting up with you. But I also think her interest level is low because she's responding 30 hours later. Most people respond within the day, right? I can understand if you text a girl in the morning and she gets back to you sometime before the end of the evening, before you go to bed. That would, To me, that's like, oh, that's normal. She's busy, whatever. 30 hours, like a whole day later. I mean, she is in college. She's busy. She might be dating other guys. Just have to tell you. You know, she's got maybe a sorority. She's got homework. She's busy with friends. She's 20. She's young. So are you. So what I think here is, don't worry about it. This is a big test. I'm not saying she's testing you, but this is a test in itself that you have to pass. And the test is, are you going to give in and be needy? Because texting and worrying and trying to get more responses from her or double texting and even, dare I say, triple texting, which just means that you write three text messages without her responding first, If you do that, that's not going to help you. So what you need to do is keep doing what you're doing. We might have a low level of interest woman here. But what can we do? Well, we're not going to do anything different. We're going to do the same thing we always did. What's that? Continue to build attraction when you're in person. Tension, entertainment, dominance. Escalating things sexually to build investment so you're not in the friend zone. So if she's having a good time with you, then great. And if she's not responding to your... And here's another thing you could do, by the way. I'll interrupt myself. You can set up a date on that date. So meaning at the end of the date, just set up the next date. So you don't have to wait. That rhymes. <laughs> but do that. Just do that. Then you don't have to deal with texting. And by the way, good. I'll even... I'll even rewrite the story for you real quick. Ready for this one, Anonymous? Good. Good. She's taking 30 hours. Fantastic. You know what's worse than that? A girl is trying to text you all day and completely throw you off your path because that's what happens. Women have a strong hold on us men. We get very excited about when they text us. And then we think about what to text them back and how to text them. And did they respond back? Good. She's taking 30 hours. Guess what? That's 30 hours that you can do other things that are going to build your attraction. Like the outer qualities, my four-step attraction amplifier, health, wealth, appearance, 
and environment or lifestyle, working on making friends, hanging out with friends, working on your school. So for wealth, you don't have a job yet, maybe a side job, but you need to be working on exactly that. Your schooling and getting straight A's and meeting people and networking and figuring out what you're going to do. That's way more important than her responding back. So here's the thing. You got to just focus on what is important to you. And if a woman comes and gets involved in that, great. And you guys go on dates. And if she's not interested, and maybe this woman, this girl, she just doesn't respond back to you one day and then she, she does ghost you. Okay, so what? You'll meet someone else. You'll meet someone else in a week, in a couple of years, in five years. There'll be another woman, right? There'll be someone else there. So you don't have to worry about it so much. You really don't because you have things that you're busy. Do you understand here, by the way, this is for everyone, by the way. I don't care if you're 20 or if you're 50 listening to this right now. Hear me out. Your path and purpose is the most important thing, not a woman. I had this opposite mindset when I was your age. I thought it was all about women. I thought when I have a wife or when I have a girlfriend or when I get laid, that's what's important. That's what's going to make me, that's my purpose. Boy, was I wrong. Now I can say in my mid-30s, confidently, no, that is not it. The, the woman is there to support you and your mission in what you're doing. She should be supporting your life. It should not be this, okay, the woman is first and everything else is second. No, because you know what? You have nothing without your mission, your career, your path, your purpose, all synonyms of each other. You have nothing without that. You'll never be able to attract a woman if you don't have that, right? You cannot be just doing nothing with your life that's not attractive. And plus, how are you going to survive? Survival is first. And by the way, these are the things that are going to make you more confident, build your self-esteem, which will make it easier to attract a woman who then fits into your life. Okay? The woman fits into your life. That's how we do it. And if you think, oh, I mean, no, I met this great girl. She's amazing, all this stuff. And she's so good. She's so good. But I got to do all these things that she wants to do that like, you know, like that works for her. No, you don't need to do that. You can totally find a woman who's going to be wanting to do what you wanted to do and be by your side and support you. There are women out there who are going to do that for you. Which ones are these? The ones that are the good matches. So don't get ever, don't pedestalized or get overly obsessed with any woman. It's all just, hmm, let's find out. I'll be my most attractive self. And if it matches, it matches. If it doesn't, bye-bye. That's how we look at life. Big, big mindset shift here. This is some new stuff that I've been working on. And I'm glad to be working it out here on the podcast. But new stuff, new mindset shifts that guys need to have. You're the alpha. You're the man. You hear what I'm saying here? Really listen to what I'm saying here. You're the man. You're the guy. You got a mission. What's your mission? Your career, your hobbies, your lifestyle, your health making sure you're the best person that you can be, that you're fit in shape, that you have energy, you feel good, you're getting great sleep, you're eating the right foods. There's a lot of work to be done to make yourself the best person. A lot of work there. Good. Keeps you busy. That's what life's all about, being the best you can be. And then 
when a woman comes along or a girl comes along that can nicely, snugly fit into that, then it takes it to the next level. Not you chasing a woman who has a low interest. Oh man, I love it. Great questions today. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Anonymous. I love your questions. I want more. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. If you have a question that you want answered, and I'll answer them here on the podcast. Great episode. Great stuff. If you need help, you want to do this with help, don't feel ashamed. Guys say all to me all the time when I get in calls with them, I've never done anything like this. I've never done dating coaching before. Am I weird? Is this weird? No, man, you're not weird at all. You're taking an area of your life and going, I want to be successful at this and I want to be successful at it now. And that's what we're doing. I'm working with a guy right now. In three months, we got him a girlfriend. Three months, we got him a girlfriend. A hot girlfriend, by the way. He sent me a picture today. It's like, damn, super cute. True story. Doing cold approaches, by the way. Okay, maybe it wasn't in the UK, but it was here. But UK, UK man, who was that? Dan? Was it Dan? No, it was Dylan. UK Dylan? Don't worry, my man. Things will be good for you. You'll be fine. Like I said, play it cool. You're not going to do anything that's going to harass anyone. You're not doing anything illegal. You can talk to women. It's fine. Go for it. You'll be okay. I always go by this saying, guys, if it's not illegal and you're not hurting anyone, you can do whatever you want. Think about that. I'll leave it on that note. Thanks for listening. More episodes coming your way all week long. Talk to you soon.